Enjoy the show. Play on the tiny. We can do one better. Keeping up with the Cardassians. Yeah! Yeah, totally. Home we go. <laughs> Crisis. We talk. We just want to talk. I don't. We don't talk anymore. We talk. All right, Crytek. Are you gonna make? Are you gonna make Crisis Four? No, I'm gonna go. Anything that accents and syllables, stop. <laughs> you do realize it would not be an episode without him fucking up. Something. Yeah, I know. This is the 288th. Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation gang, and of course, the only podcast to burn brighter than cardboard with gasoline. We are the Triforce Podcast, of course, and I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man. In the Perjanger box, we have one Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. And, of course, our hero of time, mascot, Link Diablo. We also may be seeing, if he gets off the pooper, our buddy, our Iron Kelly, joining the podcast. And, of course, we join here for the same reason every single week. Tonight. Take over the world. No, Pinky. Tonight, the most accurate casting in the world. Same look, different Master Chief. Crisis 4 is coming before Half-Life 3 and so much more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we always want you to go over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the crazy and luggy and nutty moments right up top. Soon after this podcast, you'll find Double O Balky fighting with forklifts as well as last week's Lug Nuts podcast. (laughs) Mazda's Emerald Green Hybrid Theory. And, of course, you hop over to the second tab, huh? Sunday through Friday, you're going to see Big Brother and myself streaming on Walljanger Gaming. You can find those tabs right there and clickety-click, click, click. And Sunday, this week, Saturday and Sunday, just to let you know, BT Dubs, you'll find me streaming The Old Republic as we gear up for the new expansion, Legacy of the Sith, which is going to be hitting here in February. Luminous Tater joining us. I finally joined after hey. so long. Reunited and it feels so good. So you'll find me on Saturday and Sunday this week streaming on Old Republic. You'll find Big Brother Monday through Friday streaming Skyrim right now. Still in the Thieves Guild? Uh, Yep. Just about to finish that up. Go to the eyes of the Thalmer. Dry eyes. Clear eyes for dry eyes of Thalmer. That sounds like a Skyrim commercial that needs to be done. (laughs) What do you need? (laughs) You need clear eyes. (laughs) I love that. Print it. That's, That's a commercial right there. Yep, we got it. Sign sealed, <laughs> delivered, man. We're do you good. do you have a Projanger commercial? That may be a thing. Pop your idea right here in the contact bus on the contact us page. Find us on our social media handles: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and TikTok. We're everywhere, like gonorrhea. Probably more positive than that. Like this first and, story, and less painful. Yeah, man. I hope this first story is a lot Hold less on. painful. Because we, we have had our Kelly, an actual Kelly. We have 
our joining us for our first long story. lost brother in podcasting has finally joined us again. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. Our Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins, joining the Triforce podcast once again, sir. Welcome, welcome. Um, and then he's gone. No, yeah. he's got some. He's got some. You got some like green screen or some shit going on there. That's cool. I don't know what that. Oh, you got your little mixing board, and you're completely mute. By the way, um. I know I had my wrong. Uh, I don't know what that green screen is. Okay, Zoron. I don't have a green screen behind me today. Give me teenagers with attitude and mixing and boards. Okay. Uh-huh. What's she doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one is Max Headroom there? Do you know Max Headroom? <laughs> Does anyone get that reference? Yeah, I Am I the only I, I one? I understood that reference. <laughs> I, I, I understood the assignment. All right. There we he go. Read, he, there you go. He read the homework. Um, so, Star Trek Picard creator wants an anthology series with classic characters. So, uh, showrunner uh, Akiva Goldsman has stated that he wants to see a new Star Trek anthology series exploring classic characters from the franchise's history. Uh, Star Wars is one of TV and film's longest-running franchises, with Star Trek, the original series, the first appearing on screens in 1966 before the first moon landing. The series ran for three seasons before it was canceled due to low ratings. Eh, people don't know what the fuck they actually need. Um, however, the original series, which followed the adventures of the now iconic Captain Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and others, gained popularity while in broadcast syndication. Renewed interest in the series led to the creation of Star Trek TNG, and the Star Trek has occupied a permanent space in TV and cinema since then. Definitely. In an interview... With SFX Magazine, uh, Goldsman has shared his new idea for a Star Trek anthology series called Tales of the Federation, where you would do one-offs. So you could bring back George Takei uh, for one hour and see an old Sulu show and find Jonathan Archer having now retired from the Enterprise, being on Earth, just to do these certain really interesting premises. And I really like that idea. He said you could grab anybody from all shows because it's really hard to find enough for a series, but there are endless amounts of episodes as anthology series are finding their way back. There were sort of a staple when I was a boy... And Star Trek-based ones of those, I think, would be super fun. I am 100% behind this. Because you could even take this as an episode about Q. How fucking amazing would that be? That would be awesome. You could do anything with I that. would love to see the origin story of Q. Guinan? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are these ep- these people... In here, you could do an episode just off of one person and you follow them, and then it just turns out, well, they were just meant for the board. And that turned into be the board queen. Or you know what I mean? Like having these really interesting one-off anthology 
ideas for a Star Trek show, I think is if it's done right like that, that is the perfect idea. Yep. Who, who would you want to see? Like, mine's Q and Guinan. I'd like to see uh, Spock. Is he out? You know what? You could bring back um, what's-his-face from Heroes. Yes, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. Ooh, Zachary Scotty. Quinto. Zachary, Zachary Quinto. Quinto. You could bring him back as Scott, uh, Scott, Spock. And <laughs> the Scock. Scock. Bring Scott him back Spock. as Cock. Scock Spock. Um, <laughs> He's going to come back as a new character called Cock. The Cock so- Scott Spock. That there explains why he looks different. He's got one eye. He said, he said come Spits back and it. Cock in the same sentence. <laughs> there we go. That's the kind of humor we're at. But one thing that audiences will want to avoid is the cameos for cameos' sake, which I kind of feel like this series could do, is just kind of like a, eh, uh, here's this guy, you know? But I would love to see, like, a Geordie LaForge. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Or Data. Yeah. Before he got disassembled. Or after, how he gets undisassembled. Um, what about Lore? That'd be the more interesting one, honestly, if we're yeah. looking at it. Yeah, that'd be cool. You just pick a point in Lore's life, and then there you go. What was uh, it's a show? Captain Cisco's kid. Oh man, you could Ned. even do anybody from fucking Deep Space Nine or Voyager, yeah, dude. You could pick Ned. anybody. How about how about the um, how about Wesley Crusher's journey after when he becomes a traveler? Oh, yeah. yeah, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be fucking dope. What about what about Georgie LaForge? Yeah, he'd like be awesome. Jordy, yeah. Engineer, he'd be like a uh, captain engineer. Really boring show. <laughs> he'd teach you a lot, though. He'd show you a lot. A he lot reti- of reading. He retires to start. <laughs> he just retires to Starfleet University. Trains the next generation. See where you go there? That's full circle right there. TNG. Um, but. Reading Rainbow. Give me William Riker. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Donna Troy. Like any of these original ones from TNG, but I would love to see Cisco. I want to see where that motherfucker is because he was suave as a fucking, well, I mean, captain, but Ooh. commander, you know. Captain Archer. Yeah. I want to see where he ended up. Yeah, make it all timey wimey. You know where he ended up at the at the Harry Donut in his storyline. He Tuesdays. was always traveling through time. Have him travel through time some. That'd be awesome. That'd be like Give quantum me the leap with extra of steps. The Borg. Oh yeah, the yeah. Borg. I love the. Give Borg. me the creation of the Borg, like you know. Give me that. That would be really great, man. Because you could span that over five seasons. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be great, man. You could really and where play they with end that. up. Where they end up is right when they meet uh, the the Enterprise from TNG, and that's that's the finale. You know what though? I got one better than that. Ooh, press right into those producers. Now. You probably know where I'm going, Daniel, <laughs> the time traveler from Enterprise. Oh yeah, okay. Give me I was going in a different that direction. one. Give me that guy's fucking hour. Anytime a show has time travel, there's so much you can do with it. Oh yeah, or. We could also change things. Oh, we yeah. we fucked that up. Let's go back and change it. Retcon or the uh, like, like Marvel series or the uh, the Marvel series could have used that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you could we'll bring up the see. Kardashians. 
Wolverine series. <laughs> Give me a Cardassian show. Yeah, a Cardassian. You know what? Nobody has ever done a Cardassians show. Yeah, okay. so I'm going to be like that about, news guy. We could that, call that it. Like, I'm done. The I'm Cardassians. Not done. Hang on. Hang on. We, we can do one better. Keeping up with the Cardassians. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Through the wormhole we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I think nice. keeping up with the Cardassians has a lot of legs because that's a completely the, different show. The leak tape is backdoor wormhole. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And we have a Jeez, project. How no- many of these innuendos are we going already? <laughs> and it's only story one. Did you miss me or what? Oh, oh we yeah. did. We did. Um, but something else I I almost missed was this next story, because blink or fart and you would have missed it. Oh, not not lug nuts, right? The other one, different show. There we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger teases a role of Zeus, but it might just be a Super Bowl ad. Here we see our Zeus, which that would be awesome. The most perfect casting ever. Who else but Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Zeus? I'd like... The man can't keep his dick in his pants as Arnold, let alone playing a guy who literally can't keep his dick in his pants. He's turned himself into a swan just to get some pussy. I'd like him to do a proper Greek accent. What are you talking about? (laughs) This is Greek. Dude, he's been in America for like sixty years and still can't have an, like any kind of. We are right next to each other. Right? This is close enough. He learned the English English language. He's not a tumor. Because he learned it after the age of twelve. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes, John in the background. Yes, but also yeah, she's I'm back there. I, I close to it. The rumor that I really liked about this Arnold casting is, yes, it's probably just a Super Bowl commercial because we saw um, uh, Big Lebowski. Um, what's his face? Jeff Bridges. Yes, Jeff Bridges saying back Great in 2019 that he would re, uh, you know, replay his, pers- his uh, character of the dude. One punch. <clears throat> and that, like... With him playing the dude was awesome, but it was just for a Super Bowl ad, and everybody got their uh, they got their hopes up for just like another Big Lebowski, and then no. So I don't want to I want to say that before I say the rumor to where the rumor is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson went out on Twitter and said that he was going to be working on his next movie is going to be. The best, um, or like one of the biggest video game franchises that is out there and that he has played for a long time. So, with this post, people are hoping to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Kratos in a live action God of War movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Zeus. How fucking awesome would that be? That'd be cool. Who, who did you say would play Kratos? The Rock. The Brahma Bowl. I can see The Rock would. being Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Yeah. 
I could see Gears. I, like I was one, I immediately saw Gears of War because he said it was like oh, an iconic, which God of War is iconic. That's why I'm I picked this article because after they said it, it makes sense that Arnold would just do like a one-off Super Bowl commercial to really, you know, just kind of, you know, upset the internet. Like, oh my god. A good Greek mythology movie would be awesome. Meanwhile, Percy Jackson. He would make a good Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. But it's one of those things to where, if you're looking at it, Luke Cage. Yeah, if you're looking at it, I like The Rock for Marcus Phoenix, and I like that idea as a Gears of War movie because Gears of War is such. He would actually be a good premise. (laughs) He would be Coltrane, baby. The cold train. You gotta say it right, man. Um, but Gears of War is perfect for that. For this, I would like to see Arnold as seriously a philandering god. Because he already played that well with his maid. So um <clears throat> Zeus. We'll have to see if this turns out uh into something different. There was another actor that teased out a Poseidon. This warm moment has been brought to you by Philandering Gods. Get yours today. <laughs> that was honestly the most oddly placed twinkle twinkle little star I have ever heard. <laughs> Are you We're talking about the uh how Greek gods and how they twinkle. I just so said following along. She was very nervous. She I, has no I am very baby. proud of her. She was so nervous that her head's gone. I, I know. And ah! I, I am so very proud of her, but <laughs> you went in back between. In time, she's fading into, into nothingness. In between me saying that Arnold like Schwarzenegger is perfect the for the role of Zeus because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants is not the perfect time to say twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Star. <laughs> it's a little bit odd placement wise. If I were to structure it, probably would have let off with that. Well, we'll just fix it in editing. <laughs> we'll fix you'll, it. You'll just see everybody go like. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it in post, and we'll I have think to we, see. I, I think we have our TikTok though. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but we'll have to see if this is going to be fixed in post, or if it's just going to be a Super Bowl ad for the big game. Um, but something else that that is going to be big. This next story. That was a good segue. Thank you, Connor. Because James Gunn, not Kevin's, Kevin's Gunn. Um, what about Lush? Sure. Um, <laughs> confirms Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is the end for the team. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 director James Gunn has once again gone on record saying that the third installment in his trilogy will be the last time audiences will see the familiar team together. Guns first made his Thanks mark. Thanks for ruining it, the ending for us, asshole. <laughs> He's letting you know what you're getting into. I mean, it is a trilogy, and it's number three, so, you know. <laughs> Still, I wanted to be surprised. Just like the release date. We'll all be surprised when they push it back. You sure that's, push you sure it that's back. right, the Comic Core math? Way back. <laughs> so you don't think you don't think that they would like somehow implement that team into like a multiverse? Like? Now here's the thing. That'd be nice. They are going to keep going with the Guardians. It's you're not going to see all the Guardians vanish after this movie. It's this original team of Guardians. <laughs> Last time you're going to see them all on screen. Just now okay. we're probably going to see uh, what is uh, William Coulter as uh, Adam Warlock. He's probably going to be in the Guardians. 
you know, that's not to say, like, maybe Peter Quill, who knows if, if he wants to stay in. You know what I mean? He is the leader of the team. So I kind of imagine you'd have to take him out. But that all depends on what Chris Pratt wants to do. You know, ultimately, the MCU determines, the story determines, like, the actor, you know, as opposed to when you look at the, the comic universe as to you could, you know, kill off and revive the same character 20 times as long as, you know, the fans like it, you're going to keep doing it. So it's it's one of those things to where it's smart for them to stay at three. Cap it off. You have the perfect story. Now, if you want to bring them back into where, like Kelly's saying, to where, like, a multiversal theme to where you get these characters coming back again to where there's that rumor of, like, Chris Evans but coming back in. Yeah. You have War- – isn't Adam Warlock also an X-Men, though? So couldn't you kind of link X-Men with that? Sure. There is that kind of – well, Adam Warlock is uh, cosmic. He's not really a mutant. He was engineered. He just likes to hang around. I know, but I just – I thought he was in, in one of the he X-Men was... movies. Or is that just Warlock? Warlock. That's a different guy. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. But – X-Men are being teased with this next phase four because with Guardians and, you know, all this, they have to tease in a lot of different characters to where I think with Guardians, we're going to get Adam Warlock. We're going to get a lot more. Maybe Nova Corps. Maybe we may actually see Nova in this movie. But James Gunn's saying it's going to be dark. It's not going to be light and fluffy like the snow. It's going to be dark and, you know, he's going there. While speaking to Deadline's Hero Nation podcast to, to discuss his HBO Max series Peacemaker, which is the number one watch show in America, which is, yeah, right, there, I just said that. Um, Gunn said that the third Guardians film will surprise fans, calling it big and dark, giggity. When pressed on what the future holds for the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, Volume 3, Gunn said viewers should expect a new lineup for the team, insisting the third chapter will be the last time the original crew is seen together. So, we'll have to see. He's making it a bit scary. They're saying that, you know, Doctor Strange is going a bit scary, so they're adding in more of that fear element into the move, into the movies and shows going forward. Which is You're nice saying song. Nova might be in it? I mean, who knows, man? They already have the Nova Corps, which they kind of made Ryan, to be dopey police, but I'll take it. Are they taking Ryan Gosling as Nova? Mm. That would be perfect perfect casting as Ryan Gosling as, as Nova, but there's nothing been official. It's weird with him. Like, I I, I didn't like him, like, before. I kind of, I always knew he was a good actor, but, like, it wasn't, like, my thing. But then, like, after him and the... Which I was, was forced um, to watch him in The Notebook. Notebook isn't a terrible movie. It's just a check. I was still forced to watch it. Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Blade um, Runner. I kind of yeah. knew, like, I was like, all right. Like, I really liked him in Blade Runner. Like, that was a perfect character. No, there me. was something before Blade Runner that I saw him in that he was real. it was really impressive. La La Land? <laughs> no. I never saw that. That's the first time I've ever heard that movie. But another movie you may have heard of is this next story. Because the sequel to Mortal Kombat reboot film is in the works with Moon Knight writer attached to the project. 
Moon Knight lead writer Jeremy Slater has been tapped to write the script for Mortal Kombat 2. Slater has also been involved with the James Wan-produced adaptation of Stephen King's The Tommyknockers. It's the whole reason why I added this story in there, just so I could say that. And helped develop the graphic novel series The Umbrella Academy for Netflix. Outside of Slater's involvement, not much else is known about the greenlit Mortal Kombat 2 quite yet. Mortal Kombat was released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max April of 2021, raking in $22.5 million its opening weekend. Which, before No Way Home, that actually sounded pretty impressive in a pandemic. Gotta start oh, good for you. $22 million. That's nice. But... <laughs> The the amount of subscribers they got from releasing those movies same day, you know, same it, it really helped them and uh, solidify themselves in this streaming market that we have. And then we got Mortal Kombat, which the reboot was good. It reboot wasn't was awesome. It wasn't perfect, but it was good. Now we're getting a second one. Now Moon Knight, we've seen the trailer for. We know this is going to be a good show. It's you know. Batman, but a little bit more off. So getting that writer well, behind this. To avoid a copyright claim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way it should be. But getting that guy on Mortal Kombat to where he was already used to this kind of demented t- type of character into just a fucking brutal fist fight of between demons and humans. That seems like the perfect kind of chemistry because we got enough of the fatalities in the first one that really made it awesome. Now, add in those other characters that we know and love, really gripping good story for, you know, the shadow realm, but, you know, Earth and Shadow Realm. Add all that in there in the second movie to really ring it home and bring in that Mortal Kombat feel. And you can continue this franchise for a long time, I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you want to see them do the Mortal Kombat treatment to other fighting games? And if so, what game would you like them to see? My first knee-jerk reaction, Tekken. Um, it's the same thing, instinct. but with, you know, it's like Tekken is, is Mortal Kombat, but just Japanese. That was dead or alive. Eh, I was going to say dead or alive. But Killer Instinct. That Killer always Instinct. gets forgotten. Yeah. Primal Ultra Rage. Combo. Here's the other one. You'll probably remember this one from the PlayStation era because it didn't get it. It didn't get a uh, transition to two. Bloody Roar. Mm, yeah. I don't remember Where you that fight, one. you gain ability, and then you turn into like an animal. Like that was your animal, like. There was werewolves. There was like, you know, I mean, there was everything in there. Platypus, go! You also had Primal Rage. Yes, Primal Rage. Street Fighter. I mean. Remember the Clay Fighters? What was that? Yeah, it was uh, Clay Fighter. Yeah, Clay Fighter. Yeah, it was just uh, that. That's what it was called. Okay. Very uneventful. uh, The Super Nintendo one was uh, Clay Fighter 33 and a third. Okay. I'll allow it, I guess. Um, I just, with that kind of fighting game mentality, 
Mortal Kombat, yeah. What was the other one, man? Um, I mean, we had Street Fighter. The anime was good. The live the action with Jean-Claude Van Damme, though, man. There's a bit of 90s cheesy nostalgia that still makes that watchable and enjoyable. Well, Raul Julia makes it watchable and enjoyable. Because he was battling cancer when he was doing that movie. Mm. Wow, that's impressive. And he hid it from everybody all the way up, like, until post-prod. And then he was like, you know. He, oh, Bozeman style. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he hit it. Wow. Okay. I mean, hey, man, to each their own. You keep that ship to, close to the vest. But I'd like to see some of the original actors or, you know, from the reboot return on this. Um, don't do the old, you know, original Mortal Kombat where we're just going to slide in this guy you know give me a a good continuation for this because it inspired like sonic that video mm-hmm. game adaptations can be done right a lot like in the end credits you'll find the uh, if you watch the youtube i mentioned uh you know uh the uh fuck what was it <laughs> the one video game, oh, uh, Dota, the Dragon's Blood, as being a really good anime video game adaptation. And same thing with, like, The Witcher, uh, the animated movie they did. Almost better than the fucking show, honestly, but I'm biased. I'm an anime fan. Dota also just came out with a new one that's on Netflix, right? The uh, uh, Yeah, they did. Ar- Ar- Arcane. I yes, Arcane. I started watching that one. I didn't get enough through it. I didn't give I it my two episodes. First couple episodes, you got to really pay attention to, to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Now, the thing I was saying in the end credits, but I loved about Blood, uh, uh, yeah, Blood Dragon uh, for Dota is that I never really played a lot of Dota, so I don't know the lore. And the anime itself was just very enjoyable. You know, there's a lot of shit in there that just it gives the anime legs. And you're like, I can continue to watch this show even if they cut a fucking season in half and make you wait like a year and a half or whatever the fuck it was. But still, I like that true game adaptation stuff when it comes out right. Like this next story because we got a trailer for Halo, the TV show on Bob's Paramount Plus. Hello. Hello. <coughs> So here we see a couple little glimpses of greatness because the full trailer for Paramount Plus's Halo series has been revealed. New series based on the successful Halo video game series from Bungie and Xbox will star Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, Jen Taylor as Cortana, Natasha uh, Imon as Dr. Catherine Hasley, uh, Bukim Woodbine as Soren 066, and others that I'm not going to read. The Halo <laughs> series is based on the video games, but will follow a new silver timeline, which is said to be pull, is, which is said to pull from existing Halo lore, history, canon, and characters but won't be behoven to every 
uh, event that's transpired throughout the games. This allows the show to exist independently of the game franchise while still following along with the bigger and smaller aspects that give the franchise its identity. The show's timeline will be very similar to the, uh, you know, ultimately to the game, but will remain separate. And there will be surprises, differences, and twists that will run parallel, but not identical to core canon. Full trailer for Halo series is dropped, and we see all the greatness here. How are you guys feeling about that description and how they are ultimately helming the show? I think the show looks the the, the trailer looks amazing. I'm just yeah. excited for it. I can't wait. It's mm. gonna be awesome. Yeah, but of course it makes anybody look good. So how do you feel about them treating this as its own baby? And not trying to manuscript the game and make it you can't verbatim. Like no, other people take, in the you past. Take the have done. lore of the game, you just take the lore of the game and you 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 build a script that f- fits the narrative and pacing of a TV show. You can't take the narrative and pacing of a video game and make it a TV show. You have to build your own. You're going to have to leave some stuff out. You're going to have to put some stuff in, like just for the pacing. It's not going it. to be exactly the same. Yeah. But as long as the lore is there and it's constructed properly, yeah. I- I'm happy. I mean, look at I mean, look, Raider. It's the Talks way. The same thing. It's the way that they phrased how they are doing it. And it's a silver timeline. They're pulling from lore, history, canon, and different characters. Even in the trailer, you see other Spartans. It was just Master Chief in the first game from the jump. You're the only fucker left. It wasn't until Reach, I believe that we had a group of Spartans. Was it Reach or was it a different one? I, I can't remember. God damn my Swiss cheese memory, but I want we'll, we'll just go with that. Um, there was so many of them that it's kind of hard to remember which ones were. It is, man. I want to say, no, Reach was the one where you went to that Covenant planet. I got it for Big Brother one Christmas. I don't remember. That, we'll just go with that. But Reach was, Reach was, yeah, I remember now. Reach was the one when they, they introduced a new aliens and you were fighting with the, the, what was it, the Covenant? Yeah. You're fighting with them against an alien and I didn't finish it, so I didn't care. Okay. But it's another game that I'm thinking of. Um, but they had a whole bunch of different ones. They're adding that into this show that you see from the trailer. From the jump, Master Chief, he's a Billy Badass. Master Chief we know and love. Oh, yeah. But there's other soldiers just like him out there, which is a definite differentiation from the, sh- uh, the game that we know. But overall, it shows me a sign of good faith, ultimately, that, one, you're taking it seriously because you put enough uh, attention to detail to put the correct markings on his battle armor to make the battle armor look exactly like the game, to make different things like the Covenant look exactly like you want them to look. They're putting a lot of attention to detail into this. It might actually sway me to actually get onto Bob's little streaming platform there and check out what's on there. And like Chris said, like that's that's the thing is make all that detail of all of what you're saying, make the detail of the game, make sure it follows the lore. 
but it doesn't have to be exactly what happened throughout the show. Yeah. Throughout the, you know, the gaming. Yeah. Storyline. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing is that we're all there for an interesting story at the end of the day. And with, with Halo, if you just have, this is the spreadsheet of all the toys you have to play with. That's a really good sandbox to play in if you're making a show. Especially yes, Spartans, Covenant, the Flood, the Rings, all of that is just sopping wet with seasons. You yeah, know, they, we're all about I onions. Wait. I can't wait for Uncharted. Like speaking of movies, so yeah. Yeah, Uncharted. That's another one I'm really interested to see how they go because they're going with different, uh, you know, different kind of uh, choices with their story as well, to where it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe Sully doesn't have to have a mustache. Although everybody prefers he does. But I feel like Tom Holland is like perfect char- like for that character. Yeah, he is. He really is. Well, as a young Nathan Drake, we'll let him grow into the role. Yeah. He's I mean, he like, growing. I mean, he is, he is growing. He is. I mean, but he also said that there was the, the one action uh scene in uncharted was the most physically demanding that he has had to do yet so yeah, and he sucked he sucked it up and did it and and it's gonna make him a stronger better actor and he'll because uh, he does all his own shit right yeah well he's also said time, yeah. recently like hey man you know uh when the exit sign is up for spider-man i will take that shit so you know there's that. He's ready for an out. Because I think, like, um, you know, any of the number of different movies that he's gotten really highlighted on since his time as Spider-Man, it's just lit a candle under his acting career, and a lot more people are looking at him. Like what uh, Big Brother was saying last week with uh, Indris Elba having a better chance of being the next James Bond because he puts butts in seats. That's why they go with those actors like Tom Holland, Indris Elba. You're going to go out to the theater to see this man. Yep. Yeah, they're, just, they're ready, for a, new, they're ready a, for a new Bond anyway. If you should, if we could put it this way, it's A-plus choice. Like our next story. Because if you have an event or catering need, you're going to want to go over to facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State, and that's where you're going to find A-plus catering and events. My good friend, a little boy, is a part of a growing company that is providing the most delicious delicatessens you could ever want to have at your next event. Do you want to be the talk of your next office, business, party, or event? then you're going to want to hop on over to uh, facebook.com backslash A-P-L-U-S Tri-State, and they will serve the Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware area. Have your quote-unquote, as Luminous says, party today. Another party is going to be our next story because a certain anime is getting an open-world game, and there's a trailer for The Seven Deadly Sins, it's getting an open world game. As my mouse is in the wrong place. There we go. Um, 
A new game is in development based on Seven Deadly Sins, a.k.a. Natsu no Tazia. It'll be an open-world action RPG developed by Netmarble, the operators of Lineage 2. Its former title is uh, The Seven Deadly Sins Origin. Korean gaming outlet Invin posted the announcement trailer on its YouTube channel. The trailer of The Seven Deadly Sins Origin shows off a large-scale, apparently seamless game world. Both above-ground and underwater areas appear. Characters are shown engaging in combat against large monsters as a, uh, as a team. They also fight through variable weather conditions and at different times of the day. Other characters are seen gathering resources and using special abilities to guide through the air or glide through the air. One portion shows Meliodas summoning Deanne from a menu and aid in a building a stone bridge. Meliodas then ascends the bridge and climbs up the rock wall, ending the trailer and expansive vista. How perfect is that timing? But the climbing scene, very Breath of the Wild. Um, I love this style of open world anime, you know, RPG, because you have a lot of legs here in the fact that uh, the One Piece game they did had an open world. You were Luffy. You got to play around as the anime character. Doing this for Seven Deadly Sins, which was easily one of the most popular anime in recent history when it came out. It just fucking blew up like wildfire because Netflix put it out, and it was one of their main hits when they started getting strong into the anime game that people really latched onto is Seven Deadly Sins, which uh, Seven Mortal Sins, completely different show, not safe for work, but borderline hentai. But Seven Deadly Sins is a great premise for a game. Tentacles. Yes. Um, Seven Deadly Sins Origin is related to Netmarvel's other Seven Deadly Sins games, um, Grand Cross. That game, which came out in 2020, is a more traditional turn-based RPG. Origin will feature a new original story and a new star protagonist, Tristan. The nature of... of the game world will allow the player to interact and control other characters from the series as well. Seven Deadly Sins Origin is in development for mobile platforms, PC, consoles. Netmarble did not specify a release date or targeted platforms. So, as far as anime goes, we know live live action adaptation doesn't work well. But video game adaptation does work well. You see, like, uh, Dragon Ball, Naruto. Uh, Naruto really had some impressive games with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Shonen, uh, Ultimate Shonen Jump. Any yeah. of those games, one through four, are fucking amazing to actually play through because of just the amazing talents on the teams that made those. Um, now, we also got, like, Jump Force which broke the mold with a bunch of different anime characters in a fighting game. The game was uh, difficult, but fun. Oh, yeah. I have it, and I haven't I haven't beat it, but I really did love Jump Force. I thought that that was a very brilliant game, especially they, they took that 
uh, injustice or not really injustice, but that one thing that fighting games do that they'll just keep pumping out characters like Mortal Kombat. Be like, hey, yep. here's some more. Here's some more. And they just kept filling out the roster to where you're like, damn, no, man. This is actually a really impressive fucking roster. I want to fight it. I want to fight this motherfucker with that motherfucker. And it was very impressive. Almost like what they did with uh, NetherRealms did with Injustice. They did that for anime. What anime do you want to see in that next kind of game? What what would you want to see an anime really dominate? A first-person shooter? Uh, you know, a uh, sim? Uh, you know, what, what kind of anime would you want to see? I would like to see My Hero Academia as an MMO. I would like to see... Um invincible as a as an open world well that's animation not anime but i'll allow it like on a death uh death note as a telltale game would be very fucking entertaining you gotta write out the person's name and then you see them die on the tv screen in your chip bag that'd be cool um kelly where are you siding on what kind of anime what, and what kind of game would you like to see? It's hard. I, I wasn't huge in the, too much anime, but I don't know. Um, I mean, I already like Dragon Ball and the games. You really um, liked that last one that came out. Oh, Kakarot? Yeah, it was fun. Besides oh, having to beat Dragon Ball Fighter Z was really fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides um, having to beat every single character every single time you opened up a world, you had to beat everybody in the map just instantly fucking respawned again. Uh, it was a yeah. little bit um, I don't know. Um, a new anime I was just recently watching, which I, it's good, but I don't really recommend it. Like I kind of stopped watching because it, it got too weird. It was Elfin Lied or Elfin Lead, however you say it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean... JoJo's Bizarre Adventures would be awesome because in that one, you have like a spirit, <clears throat> we'll call it a, a spirit animal for lack of better words, but it's a stand that gives you an ability. And this spirit animal gives you a special power. Like uh, the one woman can uh, send a string. And Maybe a new can one, one Piece game. Yeah. Ooh, okay. With actual like Assassin's Creed, like sailing and going to different fucking exactly. islands yeah. that would be fucking dope mix mix it with that mix it like assassin's creed with sea of thieves kind of thing so black flag <laughs> i loved black flag actually just call it a spade a spade really man good. it was a great I think, game i think once i like got the game pretty much done i just get, spent time get me fighting other ships sea shanties Get me a Cowboy Bebop mercenary game. Ooh. You could go. Oh, man. Dude, you could yeah, fucking. you could do so much with it. You could star citizen that shit, but actually finish it and be a bounty hunter just on the Bebop, finish it, you know, flying it's through space. Well, if the developers were smart, they can release it in chapters and still, like, say, hey, you pay $60 and we'll, we'll give you eight chapters. But as we'll soon as you, you finish one part of the bebop game in the chapter it'll say see you next uh, see you soon space cowboy yep 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 just release it like that that'd be so dope man i love that idea that's great we're just coming up with a bunch of them somebody else had an idea that's uh crisis four 
is coming. Crytek confirms. So Crisis, obviously, has always been the main staple of can, is this PC good? Crytek, uh, the developer has confirmed <clears throat> that the next game in the sci-fi first-person shooter franchise in, is in early stages of development. So it'll be a while. But uh, Avini Jerling, CEO of Crytek, Google Stop it. Stop trying. I don't know. It's the Triforce. I have to try. It's the name of the fucking show. It's right there. Um, there. Sorry, wrong way. Anything with accents and syllables, just stop. <laughs> Crytek released. You do realize it would not be an episode without him fucking up. Yeah, I know. Without right, without right. him, yeah, doing that. Yes. Thank you. So trailers. Crytek released a brief teaser trailer. Big Brother usually finds teaser trailers stupid. Alongside it's dumb. This don't tell me shit. It's a teaser. Like saying that free sample at Costco didn't fill you. It's not what it's for. It's there to exactly. No, but I can tell what it is I'm getting because they put. All the right, whole that's a fair thing assessment. In the thing and I can like, yeah, I get right. nothing from this. This is just like they're just showing you the bag. Look, it's got nothing a on, here. on it. So it's like eating a rice patty, little rice crisp patties. <sighs> you don't get anything from it, or eating a salad. There's nothing there. Um, so there's nothing actually from the, uh, teaser trailer, but the promise is still more than what we have gotten from Valve and Half-Life. So Germany-based game developer called the next crisis, a true next-gen shooter. And it sounds like Crytek will directly involve its player base in the direction of crisis four. Crytek has a proud history of working with uh, our community to develop the games you want to play. Crisis is incredibly important to so many people. It's beloved by gamers everywhere, and some of those working in the industry today are doing so because of the original game. So we want to make I, a game. I can, I can see Kelly's really enthusiastic about it. Yeah, so we want to make sure that the next installment of the franchise lives up to all of your expectations Make sure to join our socials and get involved. <laughs> Vote! They want you to be involved. So, crisis. Can we talk. We just want to talk. I don't. We don't talk anymore. Can we talk? All right, Crytek. Are you gonna make? Are you gonna make Crisis Four? No, I'm gonna go. You just don't play with me like you used to. Um, your PC. Your PC won't be able to run it. <laughs> it would be it would not be crisis if your pc couldn't run it um but there is that that kind of expectation imagine how many people have seizures while playing that game from all the blah, 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 blah. yeah i mean and i that's played just pressing the power button on their pc <laughs> like i i, I played you try to play the game it just says you are dead I played a, a little bit of Crisis 3, never really got into it, but yeah. I just knew Crisis as this benchmark kind of game. It's where the origins of, of, of brain aneurysms came from, trying to play that game. The more you know. Um, but 
it's nice to like, see. I feel like a crisis should have a medical disclaimer. <laughs> I mean, some of them do, man. I was going to say, a lot of games do. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Now, especially, a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Too many lawsuits. My son died from your game. Uh, what? Well, that's because he was playing for 64 hours. Yeah. Dear uh, Mrs. I believe, Johnson. I believe you need to, to, you know, you can't stay up for 60. You need to sleep. What game was he playing? Ninja Gaiden. I would kill myself, too. Dear Mrs. Demon Johnson, Souls. poor parenting is not an excuse. Goodbye. <laughs> um, But there's another bit of poor parenting. And that was the original people who were running this company. But our next story has hope because Sony buys Bungie for $3.6 billion. And no, it is not a response to Microsoft's purchase because, of course, it's not going to Walmart. A corporate purchase takes a long time. There's a a lot of people involved. I want to interrupt you. A friend of mine is watching on Twitch, and he wanted me to tell you that uh, his um, his manga that he was talking about uh, changing in the game would be Initial D. Yes! Oh, My yes. spirit animal, motherfucker! Initial D would be amazing. It's the same guy who sent us a message. He's trying to watch it on Facebook, but it won't let him. Ah, fucking well, corporate. I'm, I'm moderating on Twitch. He can just type it in there. No, Mother fucking Zuckerberg. Um, but GameIndustry.biz reports the following deal. Bungie will be run as an independent subsidiary of SIE. GameIndustry.com. I just settle with Biz. So it'll remain a multi-platform studio with the option to self-publish and reach players where they choose to play. Which... I've heard online that, you know, how do you guys see these purchases? I mean, is is there allowed to be an independent fucking game studio anymore? No. Or as soon as you get popular, you just get bought up because Bill Gates made that shit fucking popular? It's the way the world works. Sorry, I missed the beginning of this. Is this the Microsoft deal? Yeah. No, Sony. The Sony, Microsoft, yeah, the, Sony Microsoft bought Bungie last week. Sony's this week, and it's not um, in response to each other. But how are you feeling about it, Kelly? Like, is there allowed well, to be I, an independent company? I have, this, I have the same thing with it's 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 bullshit because then it becomes a monopoly, and and there's no way to there's no way to beat there's no way to compare compete. Just like when time when Comcast well, no, technically the gaming the gaming industry would be kind of an oligarchy, really. Yeah, there you go. So. It's my my these, my thought on this is is that there comes a point we already know the hardware doesn't make anything from 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 these companies like that that is just like the device to to play through whether you're PC Xbox PlayStation Nintendo Switch at at a certain point the gaming industry is starting to learn that NFTs companies companies can commingle and have the same customers. They, no one really loses or wins. Nobody said they so, couldn't. Yeah, no. They but, just but assumed always, that shit for themselves. But you have fan bases that are like Team PS4 or Team PS5 or Team Xbox or PC Masters. Like it doesn't matter. You're talking about at Twitter. that point. 
Huh? <laughs> You're talking about Twitter. <laughs> um, well, that's a dumpster fire in itself. Let's just call that what it is. But we're at a point with the technology. Like, if you're a gamer, you're probably shooting to have all systems. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll have it. Like, I'll have. I have all systems. But these companies can come mingle, and with the advent of the streaming subscription, you know, downloadable games on both platforms. They can they can share their content across, and there could be a like a pooling of money where they both win. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thought. I mean, I just, I just, I see both sides. You know, I see the worry of Kelly with the oligarchy and not enough creative thought. Because that's one of the things you get from a small business is the creative juices, giggity, of having that original idea and not having a lot of, you know, management over top forming your idea to fit into a box. You have more of a a free roam to uh, express yourself. So whereas with this merger and being accepted into Sony, you have a lot more capital, so you have a lot more opportunity to physically make the game you want to. With I just feel I just feel every box. game then becomes the same kind of game, like the wit, mm-hmm. the the graphics, the everything's going to be. It's all about graphics. It's all about what. No, this isn't what trends. they're doing. You need to do more more what they're doing because yeah. that's what yeah. sells. Look, this is trendy. We got to do that. You have to add it in your game. You have to add crafting. Yeah, but it's but- a. Not that type of game. It's yeah. a city builder. I don't care. Make him. That's exactly exactly what I mean. Yeah. Like it, every game becomes the same. Like it all becomes the same game with a different title and a different story. Yeah. You know, you got to craft a, each individual block of a sidewalk, and each of that is four cement, and that is one gold piece, which you could buy in our store. Exactly. That's that's the that's the other part that yeah. I was going to say. I was trying to fix something. Um, is that all these all these uh, game companies like. The big ones are mm-hmm. in game or in game store where you have to spend real money to get the good the good skins or the well the problem or- the problem with that is infinite the infinite growth potential model for a business if you say well I made this much money last year I didn't make this much money I lost money no you just didn't make that much if you have a company yeah. which that is their basis for operating that's it's almost toxic because you're just looking at what have you done for me lately? Correct. Not what it's are not you about, producing? It's not about numbers all the time. So we're, so you're saying they're all like Eagles fans? Yes. Us Eagles fans. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that that's just true masochism. We bleed that color. All they have uh, here is Halo and so so. Here's the other thing. All right. Destiny. So to to chain that? off your point there, Matt. Yeah. That whole numbers crunch thing. Mm-hmm creates the toxic environment that produced the Activision Blizzard deal. And it also it, it produced that toxic work environment of the crunch time. The you Correct. need to have this out because we got to make money and I got a yacht to pay for, Junior. Whereas, again... With now Phil Spencer with Xbox, he he is he has like he, he's a forward thinker and he has yeah. vowed to kind of clean up that that mentality. Mm-hmm. So 
I can see that as like you know the new bearing standard of we reduce the crunch time. But here's the thing with Sony: if I'm playing devil devil's advocate with that, is that the Japanese traditionally already have honor in their system because it's baked into their society. You are naturally supposed to be an honorable person. If you don't, old school style, but still proper, uh, still popular. But that's the thing of if it's not good, if it's not right, then you fix it and you make it right because it's our society that we have to build each other up. They have a different viewpoint, which that's not even uh, if, if I'm looking at Bungie and how they have had toxic reports of work environment as well. Not just Activision Blizzard. It was Bungie as well that came out with that stuff like that. So going into both they of these bigger corporate games. cultures, it's only going to refine that company. Even though they're going to be operating, hey, you can operate by yourself. By the way, you're still tied to Sony. So you still got our name. You have to act the way we want you to. So doc- Dr. Swagmaster says uh, SEC is trying to block the Microsoft deal. I yes. responded to him saying that the government's just trying to get their cut. He says this is true, but it will be an uphill battle. Um, same with the Sony deal. So exactly like, depends on what their lobbyists. There's say. there's different How much money. Can I have exactly? There's different loopholes they're going to have to jump through, but they have enough cash. Most It'll probably go through. People were also throwing out right, that little seed of doubt when Disney was trying to buy Marvel and Fox, and all these big, oh, well, you haven't got, oh, government hasn't had their say. They'll get their money. They'll be fine. government does. Yeah, they got to be involved. (laughs) This is what they're there for. They're the government. (laughs) Making sure everything's fair for everyone. No, no, no. You can't own every media company. And also, Dr. Swagmaster, awesome name, sir. 420. Ultimate uh, ultimate wall janger of the week. Just because of your name. Kowalski, hey. <laughs> I appreciate a good name. Like our next story. It better have a goddamn good name, Matt. Unseen Star Wars thirteen thirteen footage surfaces. Is that good enough for you, sir? Yeah, that's all right. The crash in the background was enough of a mic drop. So Star Wars 1313 (laughs) was revealed at E3 2012. If you can believe it, we should have had this game, played it, beat it 75 times and have it on our fridge. Um, So and it quickly got attention of both Star Wars fans and the greater gaming community in general. The initial presentation showed an action-heavy third-person shooter akin to Uncharted series in set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, explored the darkest areas of level 1313 on the planet Coruscant. Unfortunately, the acquisition of Star Wars by Disney led Lucasfilms to eventually uh, caught up to the game's development and LucasArts studio being closed had to cancel the game as well. There were rumors on and off of the game's survival, but for intent and purposes, Star Wars 1313, the game died with LucasArts closure. The new footage of 1313 shows off an extended sequence of Boba Fett gameplay as he pursues a target through Coruscant's underbelly. The footage starts with a jetpack-less Boba Fett walking through a crowded bar 
where he eventually is noticed by his bounty who takes off on foot. Next sequence, Boba Fett and his partner chase after the target through a variety of untextured environments with the player performing a variety of parkour moves like leaping up or over obstacles because that's revolutionary. This three-minute clip was released for Vault Project's sixth anniversary, a group centered primarily on researching Star Wars Battlefront 3. So this is not the first time Star Wars 1313 material has leaked since the game's cancellation. In 2020, many screenshots of 1313 leaks uh, were depicted environments very similar to what was shown in this unfinished gameplay reel as well as close-ups of Boba Fett and his partner. Uh, Boba Fett has uh, had a handful of Star Wars appearances since the game's cancellation, having a couple of arcs in the Star Wars Clone Wars and being a playable hero in EA's Star Wars Battlefront games. Players look forward uh, look for a third-person action-adventure kick for that 1313 has provided. Should check out Star Wars. Jedi, the Fallen Order. Because, of course, that was a great game. Um, it was one of those games that it really kind of scratched that itch, and I'm glad that we're getting all these Star Wars games in the future. The one we didn't talk about, like, they announced the three last week. Um, but mm-hmm. Eclipse, the Telltale-like uh, High Republic Star Wars game told by Quantum okay. Dream uh, of all those amazing games, uh, Beyond Human and all that, like we're getting some serious star star Wars content to where we really all, all of us nerds collectively got excited for 1313. And it was one of those games to where you're like one of my initial knee jerk reaction, which is why I know it was good. was like, who's going to play a fucking bounty hunter game. There's lots of games like that. And now book of Boba Fett is a very popular show. So, one of those things, man, it kind of had me thinking of, you know, different possibilities and stuff like that. Um, and the different games that we have not seen, you know, like there were, there were a bunch of games like the daredevil game we talked about a while ago that yeah, games that got canceled. Great premise. Um, probably would have been amazing at the time if they just went through with it or shitty and we would have been shitting on them for it. But that's not the point. The point is that, you know, there's a lot of games like that. Um, but going the opposite way, there's not a lot of games going to other media, which is, of course, as we are at the end of the show, my end segment. Um, I had a good thought for an end segment, which was as we go over back to the main page there, Big Brother. My thought for an end segment was um, what kind of, what game would you want to see transform into a different media? Not necessarily, not like video, you know, movies and TV shows, but the other media, like print media, like novels, comics, audio dramas, you know, audio podcast. What, what video game... And I'll say this again while after Kelly puts his earphones back on is Kelly, what video game 
Would you like to be uh, see transferred into a different media, but not TV, movies, like comics, novels, audio dramas? Like, what video game would you like to see that world transported into that medium? I mean, because there's a lot of, like, Star Wars novels and comics and other stuff like that, the big names, Star Trek and all that. What what video game, though, would you really like to see the lore expanded upon to where, like, Assassin's Creed uh, tiptoed in comics and they started releasing different kind of, like, assassins and, like, other Russian assassin and stuff like that to where they really fleshed out a lot of the lore in comic version. And there is a good popularity in stuff like that so old style new style what game i, don't know, I just got back you gotta give me a second to think about it. old man <laughs> i mean i know we have a mass effect anime and cartoon series um bioshock would be a good one. Oh yeah bioshock like the right ri- the rise of andrew ryan that would be good <laughs> The Rise of Andrew Ryan as an audio uh, drama, I think, would be fantastic. Yeah, that that because that seems that, like that old timey radio vibe. That would be a good like horror audio book. Yeah, you know, yeah. like survival horror audio book. Uh, definitely for that. I for mean, the comic, bring me to like Columbia or uh, the next game where they're going, probably the moon or whatever. Like bring me to that new yeah. city and expand after you drop the trailer of like, hey, we're going here. Then you announce we're going to have a comic. I have, Introducing I have another one for you. to this um, world, I think would be great. Fear. Okay. Yeah. Remember Fear for the yeah. 360? And the- you, took, you took one that I was going to say. There was two I was going to say. One was going to be Fear. I fucking loved that game. It was actually creepy it was actually yeah, scary it was that was dude nothing that was one wasn't that one of the first games that they had the type of um when you like say you shot a nail gun at somebody and they actually stuck to the wall it was one of the yep. first games that did yes that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the ai was the ai in that game was actually smart like that was mm-hmm. um and then was, i have one more Hold okay. on, let me say mine because it's. I don't want you to steal it. You know? I'm not going to lie. You this have is, been interrupting him a bunch. <laughs> this is going to be. I'm the guy to do that. This is going to be Sick. an unpopular one. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to get some shit for it. Blues Clues. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, man. I had to steal it again. I, you, you know what? Pick we a were different just watching one. that earlier. So just pick a different one. Um, so I was one of the few that really did love playing No Man's Sky. But that game is I, so no kink shaming. I put a lot of hours into that as well. I'll admit. But there was, had, did you really have any clue what the hell was going on? Yeah, I just sort of walked around and zap shit. Wouldn't it be cool to find out and actually an actual story of that? Huh. Just you know, mile wide, inch deep. Don't look too much into it. <laughs> yeah, but if you focus on the little tadpoles in the pond, that might be an interesting story. Trying to read what Kowalski said or Doctor Spidermaster. I can't read it though. Uh, he said Left for Dead. Ooh, change up for The Walking Dead. Yeah, Left for Dead. So, all right. So that's here, just the easy formula to master, though, is the the Left for Dead because they already did it. You know, 
to where if we're going, if we're going places, you know, not really explored, give me Metroid. How yeah, about we can do that? Give me Metroid, man. Show me. She's a fucking bounty hunter. Bounty hunt, bitch. I Look at Boba one. Fett. That shit. I got one. I got a good one. The Brady now, Bunch. My favorite franchise of all video game franchise of all time. I know they tried, but they're not allowed to. No one will ever be allowed to, which is bullshit. Leisure Zelda. Suit Larry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blow your Larry. fucking mind right now. You ready for this? Siphon filter. Ooh. Oh. Nothing's better than, than having slow. a guy at the top of the building and slow. shooting him with a taser until he catches on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then the kind of carry off of that. I mean, of course I would love to see Splinter Cell. Of course, I would love to see Red Faction. So, well, Splinter Cell was a book. I mean, you know, I mean, that's Tom Clancy. That's where it, it was came a book. from. How about Bioshock? We said that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining about, the show. <laughs> how about one more? It's a genre, though. It's not an actual game. Any like PUBG, like any kind of. Well, they kind of do already have movies like that, but uh, any last person standing action. survival battle royale game has to have like it's never a story behind it uh-huh. except call of yeah. duty but i mean yeah. they did that but it was just one life it was called saul <laughs> <laughs> no, you know just, I mean, i'm just saying or that movie with john Leguizamo where he's being chased john leguizamo whatever john how leguizamo. yeah the We're... guy who gives me the most shit <laughs> for saying names doesn't remember <laughs> luigi's name He's hilarious. I got one. Um, but he did have a movie where he was on an island being hunted. It's yeah, actually who a pretty doesn't? funny movie. Big Brother, what's yours? How about Manhunt? Ooh. Make a movie isn't with that, that? Isn't that what I just said, though? Isn't that the same thing? No, it's Manhunt. Manhunt's Man different. different. He'll be able to kill somebody with a pencil and a plastic bag. You like start MacGyver. with, like, yeah. the first weapon they give you is, like, a plastic bag. Dude, there you literally... Go. Manhunt is MacGyver if he was a fucking serial killer. I just put that together right now. I'm today years old when I realized that. (laughs) What about, um, (laughs) speaking of uh, Dr. Swagmaster's uh, zombie, um, not Left 4 Dead, but what's the uh, uh, Dead Rising? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Oh, wait, that's called Night of the Living. No, not Night of the Living. That's called, yeah, where they're in the mall. Never mind. Okay. Well, you know, disappointments all around. Oh, uh, all right, I come back one fucking day. <laughs> oh. I need to get the trumpet. How about Mars Attacks? Ooh. Yeah, that was the, that's the name of the game. With the, with no, the no, 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 no. Uh, 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 the whole radio Mars station was a speak. No, 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 not Mars Attacks. That was the movie. Oh, yeah, the, that was uh, the movie I'm thinking of. The video. Game. Uh, uh, Destroy all humans. Destroy, yeah, that's or destroy all humans. Destroy all humans. It's pretty much Mars Attacks. Dude, I'm <laughs> all I'm saying is destroy all humans as an audio drama would be like when yeah. uh War of Worlds aired on the radio and everybody thought like the world was ending. We're America. We're dumb. They would believe that shit. Alright. I just heard an audio drama, we're fucked. Castlevania. Okay. Yeah some deep lore into that give me like a good comic of castlevania that'll be a nice run that'll be a nice run you can go through the whole fucking belmonts on that yeah because that's a nice you could that's a good bit 
of lore and mythos that you could, just like the anime alluded to, you could actually expand on all those ancient Belmonts and how they filled up that fucking library. Or Pac-Man. I was thinking, and I'm surprised you haven't thought of this, Elder Scrolls. There's You're muted, Kelly. Stuff. There's a lot I of stuff have, uh, in there, but, and, you know, like a comic of Elder Scrolls, I would really love. Audio drama? Give me a Five like Nights a- at Freddy's. <laughs> okay. I came scared to shit out of Dead Space. Yeah. Dead yeah. Space would be great. That'd be great. As an audio one, yeah. As yeah. an audio comic. As an yeah. audio drama, Dead Space, because you could have a lot of that eerie music, which would really key into a lot of the scare factor that they had into that game. I think that would be Fallout, a good Fallout for an audio would be really good. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. you could you could almost do it like a uh, like you were living in that you know at that time. Well you it's know, just like those hollow tapes with, with the air horn sirens and everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dr. Swagmaster four twenty says Kingdom Hearts. Ooh. Yeah. Expensive. That's oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's an expensive one. <laughs> the, uh, the mouse the right doesn't to do that would be nice. You'd have a, you'd a lot, of, lot of licenses to get for that one. I forget the most expensive. You, um, can, you can dive it through Marvel. So That would be like, there's a, I forget the song, but there's a song that if you want to put it in a movie, it's like the most. Lamb Chop Sing Along. What? It's, <laughs> no, it's like the most expensive song to put in a fucking movie. And like Kevin Happy Smith. Happy birthday. He just had it as like a. a like a placeholder, and when he was doing a screening for one of his movies, and they're like, "You're putting that song in there," and he was like, "No, no, 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 I can't afford that." No, but that's along the lines of that that I saw. But let us know your choice for an alternate. Apparently, it's Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah, it is. Thunder. Um. Although you can't, you can't hear ACDC. Without thinking of Iron Man. I can. I knew ACDC at first. <laughs> that scene in Iron, the original Iron Man. I was going off the, you know, iconic. Michael Jackson's Scream is apparently super expensive. Uh, satisfaction. Can't touch us by MC Hammer. Well, Blanket's got to pay You know what? That's, that's actually very accurate that it's very expensive. Because you literally he can't touch Like this. crazy, like he did. Yeah, you literally can't touch this. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's it's on. The- I like that. One. That was your best joke I've heard you say in a long time. Thank you. It's it, that's top shelf liquor. You know. Yeah. You yep. can't touch that. You mm-mm, you're you're not going to be able to afford that whiskey. Uh, st- stop! 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 Don't reach that high. No. You good? You good? No. Right there. Right there. Kill kill younglings. Stay there. Um. <laughs> But let us know your choice for this end segment right below by commenting. Hit that button right there and start typity typing away. And contact the team right here. Let us know if you have a luggy and nutty card. Do you have a podcast that you, or maybe you want to be a guest? I don't know. It's happened before. Contact Steam. Let us know. And find us on all social media handles Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, of course where you will find the very funniest chocolate brownie or hairy donut TikTok there. Totally. And, of course, this Code is... Code word is justice. Yeah, justice. Yeah. When we get our <laughs> online store up, that'll be the promo code. <laughs> promo code justice. 
Don't forget broccoli night <laughs> on Tuesdays. <laughs> Over at the Harry Donut, have broccoli night. As usual, this has been a uh, long. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly, because this has been a long drawn out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Batman, and in the projector box we have one Christopher Bristow, the old man, as well as our Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins. Our omnipotent producer that is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell, as well as our mascot Hero of Time. Where is that little fucker? Hero, Hero of Time, Link Diablo, who is off doing Sleep. God knows what else. Sleeping. Sleeping. Sleeping on the fucking job, man? Ah, well. You're the one. Until next week, we love you, we miss you, and we want to see you then. Game on, boys and girls. Bye bye. Oh, oh, no, we're going to end it. Shut it oh. Oh, 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 God. Bye-bye. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Yeah. Okay, my my daughter's crying for me in bed. Got to go. Love yous. Bye. Love yous. <laughs> so, another one. In the books. You're very, you're, you're fighting that a little bit there. I was. Cause I could do that. There we go. <clears throat> fighting the stream, fighting the stream. Yeah. It's crossing them. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good show, man. That was a nice one. Um, I'll have, uh, last week's probably, popped up tomorrow i was running a little bit behind this week it's just like especially with the editing triforce takes so fucking long but lug nuts like all said and done the show when it's done is a half hour so you know hour and a half two hour two hours out of your day like hey that's done triforce i've been there man this is a long fucking show and when i'm editing on well i'm editing on premiere so I'm doing a little bit more than the audacity one that you were doing to where I'm adding in the credits when I hit the button, all that. I got to type everything out. I have to make sure the motion is right and everything. I have to clips and all that. It's a lot of stuff to do the YouTube on is the Perjanger page for Triforce. Lug nuts, I made that so fucking easy. Very easy to do that one. But yep. Triforce is the one that takes time. So that's the one that, you know, it's it's just such a fucking heart jab when it's just like zero views. A video that I do on a Sunday for fun. 25 views. You didn't even know. I'm like, oh, thanks, motherfuckers. The thing I actually fucking put effort into, you don't watch, though. All right. On that bombshell, you know it. I got to pee. Let's see you next week, yep. brother. Good thing. Later. Later. I have been yes, watching give you one minute. Uh, Dragon Age Blood Origin. The second half of that season hit on Netflix, so it's safe to watch now. And you can binge the first season. It's really good. Okay. Really good. Um, I haven't played much Dota 2, so I'm not very familiar with the mythos and the lore and all that, but as a show in general, I'm really liking it. It has a lot of, it, you know, that kind of more mature audience of anime to where they're not saying fuck, but, you know, there's more of that 
well, violent tendencies in the show. I mean, the guy turns into a fucking dragon, you know, and he eats people. Mm. It's okay. still unrealistic, but you know, it's one of those uh, one of those things that you're really proud that this is a video game anime adaptation, and you're watching it. You know, um, one that I really do want to try is the one out of Critical Role, uh, The Legend of Vox, over on Amazon. I heard that was okay. really good. Um, they have the likes of, like, David Tennant and other people voicing characters in it. And then there's, like, Critical Role also has, like, another thing going on. So there's there's a lot of really good content and media out there. I'm very impressed with that how much I can just kind of fluff with normal stuff that I've read and saw throughout the internet. Like um, Guinness Book of World Records, they had awarded uh, the guy, <laughs> um, um, uh, the guy got an award for the first actual retractable lightsaber. It was like a pla- plasma stream. And it okay. went up, went down, cut through steel. Is it the guy that had the wire? The one thing it no, it the wasn't wire. a wire. Wasn't the wire guy? No, it wasn't a wire. It was it. it <laughs> act, I watched another the video. Guy, and it went up and no, down. Another guy did it before with that plasma, and he needed a, a wire like for some reason. The actual uh, uh, part of the handle in the lightsaber was like the tank that you had. So, uh, of like, I think it was, I don't, I forget what, uh, fuel kind of fuel he used, but there was the fuel tank was the main hill at the bottom glitter. He used glitter. I think I, I want to say, I want to say hydrogen, but I'm not a hundred percent or glitter. It might've been glitter. Um, but the other one I saw is that apparently some guy made some crazy fucker made a little, like a little hovercraft out of a, a like a, he made a, a, a nin, Nintendo um, Mario Kart hovercraft at a cardboard. Right, we've given him two minutes. And three, two, one, we're now live. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that's exactly how that happens. Um, boom, already saved. The Triforce Podcast. Join us as we try. Elder Scrolls, no. And not Walljanger Gaming. I'm sorry to be specific. It's a chat show. I only ever, we only ever pick a few things. That is clicked the most. That should come up automatically. Yeah. Automatically. I'm right there with you, man. I can't argue. Look, whoever makes this shit. <clears throat> Google's listening. They'll, they'll pass the information along. They'll <clears throat> sell it to them. <laughs> I don't think you understand how Google works. Joe Rogan podcast, Dr. Epstein. You'll learn. Um, I got to listen to that one again. But we're waiting for our green flags to multi-stream on the interwebs. Because, so, while we're waiting for Kelly to finish his poo, Book of Boba Fett, I'm sorry, Book of Mandalorian. Yeah, I saw that episode. That was awesome. Just that whole episode was awesome. I saw Joe Palladino post, the best episode of Book of Boba Fett does not have him in it at all. So far. Uh, yeah, so far. But my point is that the whole show has been such a crazy fucking ride. I mean, nostalgia-wise, because I was listening to Fat Man Beyond, and they pointed out that drive core that they put into the, the Naboo Star 
uh, you know, Star mm-hmm. Starfighter. That that looked and fans have screenshotted. That looks exactly like the prop rod from the fucking disposal scene in the original Star Wars. To take <laughs> that a kind yes, a of a fucking yeah. that kind of a fucking nod, like, hey, guess what? There you go. That's what that part is. And they you know, gave you a, a name for it. Needs exhaust pipes, and it's a very popular brand. Yeah, exactly, man. But it's, it's what, one of those things, man. It's it's just such the, the amount of thought process that goes into that show is just so just deeply impressive to me. It is very impressive. I want to hit the side uh, the side box on the uh, OBS, so that way we have the multi. <laughs> uh, no, not that one. OBS. There we go. And then the side um, little arrow, no, on the side there. Yeah, for the chat box, and then hit it, make sure it's multi-stream. Because we're not live yet, but just so that's all set when we are ready to go. Let's see if Kelly's done wiping. And washing his hands. Yeah. It's so important in been... this time and age. But Boba Fett, really good. Can't wait to see tomorrow's episode. Um the number one show in America is Peacemaker. James Gunn's Peacemaker. I have not watched a single episode yet. We have five live right now, and then this Thursday will be six. I'm not sure how many episodes we're getting out of this. I forget. It may be like eight or nine. or. But I really am so impressed with that show. Eagly is my favorite next to... Um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Great Taylor. Adabaya. Adaboya. Uh, Adabaya. Adabaya. There you go. Adabaya. Favorite character. Um, are those two? Welcome to the show, Link. So, <clears throat> with Peacemaker, it's just the expansion of that character, and the fact that they have like. Oh, Superman has a like a feces fetish, or Aquaman fucks fish, or you know. He's just a bitter guy talking about you know superheroes that make real money and don't live in a trailer. Not yeah. that it's not a nice trailer. He's got it's a lot a of cool helmets. Trailer. Although the last episode really kind of pinpointed how important the helmets are where it was always just kind of like a change in pace for the helmets with Peacemaker because it was aesthetic. You know, you have your common, you know, comic tropes. Mm -hmm. But they actually have a... He puts in the reason. And James Gunn wrote and directed every single episode. And he was an MMR. (laughs) Different guy. But that's the impressive part of it, man, is just that we have these two really awesome nerdy shows coming into February, giggity. And then... After we leave February, we start off with the Batman, and we end off with Moon Knight. I'm not sure what kind of other Star Wars shows or Disney Plus shows we're getting. They haven't fucking announced anything besides Moon Knight. We're supposed to be getting Miss Marvel. They pushed that back. They were supposed to release that last year, and they pushed it back, and they had reshoots, which I hope to fucking God are the powers, because those... Still images they released or leaked of her powers having, like, a crystal on her arm. Got to imagine fans were like, if that's where you're going, go to your room 
and Y'all redo that. Think about what you're doing there. Yeah, go to your room and think about what you've done. It's a stiff bow. Pretty much, for Kelly. Um, but yeah, I just think got, that we got such six, impressive. He's stuff. got time. Yeah, we got such impressive stuff happening in you know the realm of nerddom. Um, the one story that I didn't add in here because I already kind of highlighted it on my last Matt plays last Sunday, which I started off my stream, which you can obviously go check out on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Um, I started off with the 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 new trailer for the Old Republic: Legacy of the Sith. Um, oh yeah. It is an impressive trailer. If you want to type in that uh, tagline and pull up that trailer, Big Brother. Um, the Legacy of the Sith trailer is... Oh, and I didn't update the Projanger folder. Sorry. <coughs> I, was, I was getting my computer ready to, to watch, the, to set it up. And let me turn off my fireplace. Trailer. This? Legacy of the Sith. Not that one. You okay, bud? Mentally. Good answer. Thank you. I haven't been okay for years, but thanks for asking. You're welcome. I do what I can. There you go. Third one down, I believe. So. Okie doke. He's pulling it up here. Big game boot. Not that ad, but you can skip it in now with the booyah buns the uh, booyah yeah, edit that out there you go so here we see the trailer and <clears throat> it's really impressive because you see updated the graphics they have the story pretty much just going off of the sith <laughs> are really rampaging in the galaxy and you have your Jedi Council there, um, obviously real deep pulls from um, a bunch of places and a bunch of new aliens. The thing I found is the, uh, the alien plant, the alien Sith planet they show a little bit later on. Um, this planet right here, which reminds me of that episode in Rebels when Ezra meets Darth Maul. And I'm like, oh, man. In that city uh, underneath the... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, that's... Like, that's nice like, pull, yeah. dude. Like, that's before they fucking had the rocks over top. Mm-hmm. Like, they're fucking... And this is the old Republic, so you got time to put rocks over that shit. Going deep. They're, that's a nice pull from that, man. Especially how they're fucking improving this thing in combat with that. I am so excited for this to hit. I believe it's February 9th or the 12th. One of the two. Good but shit. I'm really impressed with that one. Messaging Kelly. No, I'm, I'm checking the other stuff. Must be a long poo. <clears throat> but I'm also, I also want to check on him because really I want to make sure that he can get in because he had a problem getting in the last time he said he uh, that he was available on like our podcast day. He was like, I tried to get in and I'm said ready. it was awaiting. So that's why I was like, well, I wonder if we can get in. Participants too. So keep an eye on the top. <clears throat> but I told him to send us a message if he can't get in. Just start he has four off with minutes. That. Can't. 
This is the world of first-person texting. Brought to you by the Red River. Keyword <laughs> justice on Tuesdays. <laughs> wash down that broccoli somehow. Giggity. <laughs> Let us know if you can't get in. Giggity. Yes, that's perfect. <clears throat> the Red River. The chocolate brownie. The hairy donut. We got to have a hotel. No, the Harry Donut has broccoli night on Tuesday. Popular night. Right next to the adoption agency called Lost and Found. Oh, I'll think of it. I got to think of a better name than that. Yeah. I'll have to find, think of something disturbing. Is it yours? We'll let the stories decide. (laughs) One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> uh, we'll let the stories decide. It'll it has to happen naturally. It will it'll be a perjangers thing, like leaving the mouse directly in the middle of a screen. Because the old man has developed a weird birthmark on his forehead that looks a lot like a mouse. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll be editing and then I'll be like there's like a mouse like right in the center of the story. Everything will be perfect with the shot, the scene. It'll be full screen. He'll move me over to the side so I look good and the scene looks good and you can see everything. And then he'll park his mouse right (laughs) in the fucking center. I don't realize. And it will stay there the entire (laughs) time. So you're just staring at the fucking mouse like he's going to move at any time. He's going to move at any time. I'm not looking at that. I'm really not. Because <laughs> it's just at... like a giant fucking mouse, mouse thing in the center of the screen, and it's just like, okay. You should make it black <laughs> and with a trail. <laughs> it's like glitters and sparkles. <laughs> I'm not looking at the mouse, to be honest. And you know what? You shouldn't either. What if I keep it right here? You know, compliment sandwich, though. Uh, he did, he does a lot better job than I ever did trying to run the show and do that. So, you know, cheers. Everybody has a part to play. Even expert jugglers have their limit. Exactly. Like the limit of hitting that subscribe button right there or hitting like and comment below right above my head. You will find the very best purge hangers and wall hangers video for you. Above our cowardboard Kelly, you will find every single Triforce podcast in a playlist and a lot like our main man Connor says every week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>